Welcome everybody to the cast from the coast. My name is Adam Oz and I'm joined as always by Josh Lambert and Tim Johnson. Tim, what are we talking about tonight? Something that I'm very excited to talk about, Adam. Mm-hmm. Glad you asked me. We are tonight talking about Never Hike in the Snow. Stay tuned. It's canon. us the synopsis tim set three months prior to the events of never hike alone that follows the strange disappearance of mark hill a crystal lake resident who went for a hike in the dead of winter and never ever came home okay so let's get this out right right off the bat we've been stupid excited waiting for this movie uh this short film from Vincent Desanti, obviously the the genius behind Never Hike Alone, our good friend and fellow horror fanatic, and uh, the man who basically has decided to um, provide the world with what we need right now, the further adventures of Jason Voorhees. Hashtag and, end the lawsuit. Yeah, hashtag end the lawsuit. You assholes. Let's get that shit going. Um the wonderful thing that we have going on here is that Vincent has an entire plan that he set into motion and he's finally able to take the steps to move forward with certain parts of that story. So right off the bat caveat to anybody. And obviously, I mean, we always do spoilers on the show because we talk about the fucking movies, uh, you know, in depth. Um, one of the biggest complaints that people have about this right now is that the story seems too short, too abrupt. I'm sorry, it takes a lot of money to build to make these fucking things. <laughs> and he's not making anything off of them, by any means. He can't. So, here we have just basically a taste. That's what we have. Is we have a taste of part of the story as it's going to be. So, the story itself, as the synopsis states, is that we have Mark Hill, a young gentleman who borrows his mom's car, goes out into the woods to hike in the snow, <laughs> and um, never comes home. And we get introduced, or reintroduced, as it were, to uh, to some familiar faces, including that of, obviously, uh, Tommy Jarvis and uh, <laughs> uh, Sheriff Rick Cologne. So, uh, now Sheriff Rick Cologne, because he's, you know, no longer a deputy. This is later on in the game, so he's obviously... Moving on up. up. Moving on up. Um, the characters in this, there's not a lot of time for character development by any means, so you know you can't really spend a lot of time talking about that by any means. But once again, you have Tommy Jarvis, played by the wonderful Tom Matthews, who we all love. 
I mean, he's he's eighties. He's an '80s star to me. <laughs> you know? Well, it relies on you knowing the character development of the series. That's why I think it's canon. You've got actors returning, and there's no need to develop those characters because there's already no, nine and, films. And and the thing that's really interesting to me, and I, I, I obviously believe that Vincent did it on purpose. Um, when we had him on on our show with a lot of stuff that like was never published. We had obviously pretty in-depth conversations with him about Friday the 13th. He always said his favorite span of movies was the Tommy Jarvis trilogy, which was part four, five, and six. This absolutely felt like a continuation of six. Like it just did. And I, 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 I was so happy because I mean, never hike alone is a very self-contained story and done by, you know, design. But now that they're kind of blowing, blowing the world up and like having all these returning characters that were still alive at the end of part six showing up in this movie, like the whole conversation between Tommy and Cologne in the, the squad car at the end was absolutely from part six. Like, it was like the vibe was, I got you, Jarvis. Oh, you're not fucking listening to me, Cher. Like, it was it was so spot on. I Yeah, I yeah. was really happy. Replace okay. one sheriff with another sheriff, and you've got Tommy Jarvis basically pleading his case as he normally does, and people think that he's fucking <laughs> insane. But in this case, the sheriff kind of knows. Yeah. Just well, doesn't truly believe. Kinda. I don't think he kind of knows. I think he knows. And it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. I think yeah. he's in cahoots with the Springwood Sheriff. There's like this underground <laughs> sheriff ring that try and keep all these murderers under wraps. Yeah. If we don't feed them, they don't exist. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And, and it is. In this case here, it is an out of sight, out of mind type of thing. Because even at one point, his deputy's like, so what's the deal? And he's like, basically... <laughs> None of your fucking business. You don't want to know. I don't want to talk about this. We're and done. you know what? That fucking crime scene, you still got that rock salt? Cover that shit up. I don't want to... Like, and I was just like, oh, like, he's really keeping it under wraps, right? Yeah. 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 Don't want anybody coming across that shit. All right? Exactly. So, yeah. So, so we have we have those characters here. Um, obviously, Mark Hill is... Uh, right off the bat, the one thing that Vincent told me when I got to see the trailer was the fact that he felt that he couldn't... He, he felt that that one scene that was the original trailer was all he needed to show. And that should that should speak volumes. And I remember Tim's reaction when he seen the fucking bow and arrow. Tim was like, <gasps> you know, it's a oh brilliant God, shit. A bow and arrow. <laughs> right? And well, now the repeat... One of those things from Friday the 13th where you would always find these people dead with arrows in them. And it's obviously Jason... And it's it's something that's very commonly found on campgrounds, the archery thing, right? Yeah. So why wouldn't he? Like it was, it was just really I think nice. Just the image of Jason using a bow and arrow seems silly to a lot of writers. Did that's why they didn't want to show it. He, Vincent did an excellent job. Don't get me wrong, mm. but I think it probably sat in a lot of uh, brainstorm meetings, and they eventually just shut it down and the other films are like yeah no it looks silly with him with what's the one where there. jason kills someone with a whippersnipper part seven <laughs> yeah the whippersnipper, yeah, the whippersnipper like... that was actually the buzzsaw end piece yeah. for the woods yeah yeah 
Or, or like, uh, a lot of people are like, Jason doesn't need projectiles. And I'm like, did you see part six with the fucking tent spikes? Yeah. Like, where he's chucking shit at people? Like, what the fuck, man? Like, that, come on. And part seven, part seven. Part seven and shit, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So, it's... Psh, whatever. Um, okay. So, we have Mark Hill, who, once again, so the trailer piece, which was actually the entire beginning of it, except for the money shot itself... I was blown away because oh, I didn't ex- I didn't expect the character to actually die right out the bat. I, w- I expected a little bit more of a fight, to be honest. Like, I was expecting a Kyle type of situation, you know what I mean? But no, he, sorry. Sorry, you take one for the team, buddy. You go down and we enjoy it. <laughs> well, and I'm glad that, I mean, I think that's what made Never Hike Alone so awesome was you never really saw anybody stand up to Jason and survive as long as uh, Kyle McLeod did, right? So that's why it was really cool. I think if Mark Hill did the same thing, it's like I kind of already saw that. Not everybody is going to do that. Like, if the three of us were against Jay, like, Adam would go down like that. (laughs) Thanks. Adam would just curl up in a fetal position and just start sobbing until Jason murdered my ass. I don't know. No. Um yeah, uh, <laughs> shit. Um, and it was great too because once again, the beauty of how Vincent filmed those scenes, Ghost Jason really stands up to his name. Oh man, like, and it was, it what what was really refreshing for me, and I, I believe I said this with Never Hike Alone too, is that he's making Jason scary again. Yeah, like he's where did he go? Posing fucking force, and he's. He's disappearing and then reappearing, and he's just like, he's an unstoppable force. And um, I feel like in the later parts of the actual real movies, like, they kind of just made him more, I don't know, cartoony? Like, I just, I wasn't intimidated by him anymore. Well, he gets nerfed. Yeah. He gets weaker. Yeah. Um, I just, I really like, I really like the, oh, fuck, I'm I'm scared now. He's on the screen. I'm scared, right? Yeah, he's he's he is a force to be reckoned with, and he is he is fucking powerful. His presence on screen. And can we just say that Vincent fucking acted his little heart out? <laughs> we love you, this, Vincent. Oh, like he was amazing in Never Hike Alone. He was fucking amazing in this. Like, mm. just, oh, oh, yeah, I loved it. He t- he totally so pulls weird it off. to think Jason. So Jason died in the eighties. And now he's in the 2000s, and he's finding all this technology, and his immediate response is just to smash it. <laughs> I love it. So that was that was a great little scene. I love that yeah. where he like rips the fucking piece out of the engine. You see it like rolling across the ground behind the body and shit. Part was, uh, uh, I'll smash this camera, and no one will get their pictures. And I'm like, uh, you just gotta pull the little card out. Like all those photos are fine. They're probably all on the cloud. <laughs> they're all in the cloud whatever the cloud is um <clears throat> so uh then we get introduced to a character who i believe is being built up for something bigger in the sequels uh we actually get mark hill's mother because the way that they leave her character is that she's basically reviewing where her son went because he left like the mapping information up on his screen and shit I think she's planning to try to figure out what the fuck's going on herself, and she's going to get entangled in this. And I think we're going to have a very powerful final girl character. That's not just some bimbo teen. We have an actual mother 
yeah. you know, a Pamela Voorhees character, by the way, whose son has died that's looking to maybe avenge or figure yeah. out what's going on. Good so, call, by the way. Um, yeah. Did you guys find it weird that Mark and his mom didn't look like mother, son? Like, they looked like they were a couple. It like, was weird. He didn't look well. seven. Even in their look... pictures, it looked yeah. weird. Like, like he didn't look 17. And they just he, casted he, someone who was too old and someone who was too young looking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? I, I didn't I didn't totally feel that way. I kind, I kind of passed over that I myself, I guess. I was looking at it. I, I was a little confused at first. I was like, are they husband and wife? Are they... What's going on here? And then he called her mom, and I'm like, oh. He's 17? No. With that jawline? No. <laughs> With that jawline. She has a kid that old? Nah. <laughs> but I yeah, I believe that I believe that they're building her up for a bigger role in the in the sequel. Uh, or not even necessarily the Never Hike Alone sequel that's coming out next, but like the next one from there. Because Vincent's kind of tying in these stories to go to some sort of a completion where we're getting a bunch of powerful characters that are probably going to basically take their shit out on Jason at one point, or they're going to, I wonder if, um, part six, the depth or the, the sheriff's daughter Mm. is going to show up in any of these movies. Or we'll have to probe Vincent for that. What's his plan? Mm -hmm. That'd be great. I mean, you know, Jarvis is old flame, so to speak. So, and we don't know how that ended because obviously, you know. But do you want to know what? I'm not going to be surprised if if Diana Hill and Mark Hill is fucking Tommy Jarvis's like old family. Oh, and he's like gone crazy and left them. Well, he's he's the he. Oh, he never knew his dad. He he left before he was born. Like I'm just like, oh, is that Diana? What are you doing, Hill? Here, yeah. (laughs) What are you doing, Hill? What are you doing, Hill? (laughs) What are you doing, Hill? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, whatever. What are you doing here? Your son died. My son. Sorry, Vincent. We just blew the lid off your story. We've just fucking ruined it for everybody. So yeah, you got to write something. You know what? I don't understand. This is just one thing that, like, so he's established in Never Hike Alone. Mm -hmm. Tommy Jarvis is a paramedic. <clears throat> no, and it doesn't necessarily establish that he is a paramedic, does it? He's just yeah. there with the it's shit on. Name, it's got a name tag that says Jarvis. Oh, does it? I never noticed. Did it? Okay. Does? I watched it the other night because me and Holly sat down, and I was really excited. And Holly, who doesn't watch a lot of horror, thought this was a legit movie. Like she thought it was a real, like a real movie. So that's it is. no, but I mean. Not a fan film like she thought it was Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, Never like Hike the, Alone, like a studio film, right? And uh, then we watched Never Hike Alone um, a little while later on that night, and yeah, he's he's got a little name tag. This is Jarvis, or he has a shirt that says Tommy. It has something on it that says his name, um, <clears throat> and the two paramedics knew who he was. Oh, okay. I don't see how this is. Contrary to the never hike in the snow. Well, okay, so why is he fucking around at crime scenes if he's a paramedic? Like, well, because he's he, hunting Jason. 
Yeah, and if he is, a, if he, I mean, he's a paramedic, he's obviously got access to, you know, scanner equipment. He can hear yeah. what's going That's on. That's true. That's true. So, like, this was just, like, you know, he works, a, you know, a bunch of 12-hour shifts being a paramedic, and then on his off time, he's running through the yeah. woods looking for Jason. He's fucking okay. crazy. That's probably why he became a paramedic. He's probably waiting to see people fucked up by Jason. That's okay. and it, and it, and it might not necessarily. That does make sense. That does make sense. Yeah, and it might not necessarily be that he's always hunting for Jason, but he's always been edgy about the fact that if Jason's coming back or coming around, sure. he's going to be ready. How long? What's the gap thing. between this and Never Hike Alone? Yeah, I said three it months. Three months. Yeah. Maybe he be maybe he became a paramedic in those three months. Those. The American system for you. <laughs> I'm a paramedic now. Yeah, yeah, he's scratching Jason on the hood of the car. That was funny. That was kind of like, what the fuck's that noise? He turns around, he's sprawled out on the car, fucking kind of, kind of on the nose, like Jason. <laughs> exactly. Jason lives. I was just trying to tell you who it was. <laughs> Crazy. Couldn't right. have just left a note. Under the fucking wiper or something? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't, of have, paper? Wouldn't have, ca- wouldn't have caused any like alarms. Like, yeah. Le- less noise. Wouldn't have caused any alarms. You know, maybe the squeaking of a marker or some shit, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, but then he couldn't guarantee the other guy would see it. <laughs> no, but he'd see this big scrolling Jason on the fucking hood, so. I saw it. You saw it. I did. Even Josh saw it with his little funny eyes. <laughs> I wouldn't have seen some little note under the windshield wiper. It's true. It's true. Yeah. That's right, that's right. Josh, did you have notes on this movie? I did, yeah. All right. Not very many, because it is a short 25-minute uh, run time without the credits I think about. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, this viewing of Never Hike in the Snow took place October 19th, 2020, at 6.13 p.m. Uh, the drone shots and overhead work add so much production value to these projects and i know we've said this before off camera but honestly um it's a testament that you can say holly sat down and thought it was a hollywood production and i think the drone shots add a ton of production well i i'm just i'm just putting this out there if and when we ever make a fucking fan film drone shots yeah i kind of told you that before (laughs) uh we finally get to see jason with his bow Yay. Vincent's Jason looks amazing. So the attention to details in his costuming and the mask, uh, very amazing. I love the ghost hawk. Yeah. It's it's becoming one of my favorite masks. Mask. Adam, I, 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 I agree with you. I absolutely, like, I, I that's Jason's mask now. Like, it's, simpli- not, it's simplistically uh, awesome. Like even the 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 weathering, I like that it doesn't have the chevrons on it. Like it's it's very much own thing, yeah. But it's still Jason's mask. Like I yeah. just yeah. Um. So we're three minutes ten seconds into the film before the first words are said. Uh, I've made this comment before where I love when they start a movie with silence, and mm. you just kind of tell as much story as you can before you say words. And I think the more story you can convey before your first forms of dialogue speaks to the kind of filmmaker you are. Uh, I love the quick cut with the axe. Uh, the effect I wasn't super keen on. I thought it was a little too cartoony with the tongue. Did you oh, guys notice with, the, with the tongue? The, uh, the but I feel like that that's... I do feel like that's kind of... Like, if he caught him there, 
and this jaw is out and your tongue goes all the way back to your throat like i feel like that's what it would look like probably is fairly realistic but seeing a tongue that's like a foot long just looks was was very realistic josh yeah sure Fair enough. Uh, what does Jason do with all the bodies, I wonder, to this point? He eats them. <laughs> fucking does, eats does he them. eat them? Is that he why he's so to. portly? Yeah. Is that like, why he's yeah. so portly? Did you just call Vincent portly? At the, when we see Jason without the mask, he is a portly fella. Oh, young Jason? Yeah. Oh, okay, young Jason. Yeah, okay. Uh, this chief <laughs> must be working with the one in Spring Springwood. I, like I said, I think there's a conspiracy with all these chiefs. They're just they they know all the big bads that are out there, and they're just trying to let them do their thing. Keeping all the dirty secrets at bay. Uh, take your best shot. Easter egg on the fridge, written out in letters. Uh, oh shit! Uh, beautiful dissolve. Great effects work on the frozen head. Ah uh, yes, yes. Uh, the mother head shrine. So we get that little Easter egg. That uh, Jason still has the kind of that shrine. That wasn't in build. the first one, was it? He no. had it bed. He had it on yeah. the bed with him. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, they got pretty much the exact sweater for Jason's mother, Pamela Voorhees. Mm. Um, the, the actress obviously wasn't the same, and I think I would have preferred maybe kind of a out of focus, blurry kind of thing rather than seeing a, a new face as Pamela, but. But to, minor be fair, to be fair, this looked like the young, obviously, young, Pam. a, a, a yeah. young Pamela. Yeah. And it also kind of makes me think that this chick will show up again. Yeah. And you know what I mean? The only thing about that is when Pamela came to Jason previously, she was always old Pamela. Yeah. Even yeah. in spirit form. True, yeah. Like, I think I would have preferred if it was, like, an out-of-focus kind of gray hair. A Betsy family. Palmer uh, figure-ish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you're obviously not going to get the actress, although, Be- who knows. Because I will, I will say this. Betsy Palmer's dead. Oh, yeah, well, dead. I will say okay. this flat but out, yeah, though. Yeah, you're definitely not going to get the actress. But I'll say this flat out. The girl who played Pamela Voorhees in the, in the beginning of the remake was fucking spot on. She was mm. spot on. And I, I, I really want to look that up right now, who that was. So I'm going to do that. Keep going, Josh. Uh, uh, the Jason mask reveal. Uh, I didn't really get why he was a baby face. I, I've been thinking, like, why isn't he, like, grizzly and have, like, gross hair and stuff? But then Adam kind of reminded me that he was kind of like this <coughs> mongoloid kid when he was little and he didn't have hair. And he was just, like, this deformed kind of... Didn't threat. Didn't I remind you of that, though? Oh, we talked about it afterwards with you. Oh, okay. Uh, why don't you ask Rick the Dick? Actually, <laughs> uh, the Roy mask. So another Easter egg. We yeah. Ron Roy mask get lifted up out of a pile of masks, which is that was my neat. favorite Easter egg of the whole fucking movie, right there. I love how he's doing as much as he can to prove that this is canon. He's he's not breaking any of the Friday rules that have already been established, and he's trying to sprinkle in uh, parts that kind of tie it into the rest of the films. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ending scene was great, and I love how Jason smashes all the technology at every point. <laughs> yeah, technology scares Jason. Yeah. Nice. And those, those are my notes. Good notes. Good notes. I, I have something else to add. I very rarely know when a new movie coming out, and I knew this movie was coming out. So I'd say A-plus to your marketing team 
whoever runs your Facebook, good job. Yep. Yeah, they did a good countdown on it and everything. This was great. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the effects work here in this movie, because Josh touched on it on his notes, and we got to kind of break this down a little bit here. So, <clears throat> right off the bat, Jason looks fucking fantastic, just the same as he did in Never Hike Alone. So that, that was... Kudos, kudos, guys. Once again, the ghost talk. I, I got to get a ghost talk and add it to my collection because I'm telling Oh my you, God, man, Spirit that's... Halloween, buy one of those cheap Jason masks and just repaint it. That's yep. what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And I'm going to private Vincent. message Vincent and say, hey, can you send me three photos of the jo- the, the ghost talk really close? Left, front, right. Yeah. Or yeah. Adam, you're tight with Vincent. <laughs> send him a message. Pretty, pretty sure, that, pretty sure that would be pretty sure right that'd be there. easy. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Hi, everybody. This is Vincent DeSanti, the writer and director of Friday the Thirteenth fan film Never Hike Alone, and you are listening to the great commentary of They Cast from the Coast. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check out Never Hike Alone, which is streaming for free on YouTube right now. Um, I am a little disappointed that we didn't get another shot of Jason without his mask as the actual undead Jason, because the uh, the homage to the previous movies uh, that they actually put into the the hawk like the actual face of jason uh, the undead is great like he's got the fucking marks on his around his eye and his head and all this kind of shit and like we've seen it from never hike alone itself but i wanted to see it again mm. just uh, just to say right um that was dope that was dope as shit big money though. man making that extra effect <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's already done though yeah they could have just run another one it could have just been a quick shot but whatever you know um, vincent has that at his house Oh, he totally does. Totally you know, does. goddamn well he has that at like, his house. He fucking wore it. Of course he's going to keep it. Yeah. It's his shit. <laughs> um, the arrow to the leg. Loved it. Loved it. Yep. It was great. When yep. he went when he went down, I felt the pain. That was like, that was great. And then once again, Jason kind of disappearing and then reappearing with the axe. So, oh, the axe to the face. <clears throat> the axe to the face was bloody brilliant. I loved it. I loved it. I loved the it. The editing, that one... Not a fraction of a section, the fraction of a second of the camera going with the axe. And like you see his face and I bit my lip doing that. It was so close. I I imagine they did a Savini cut on that. They went backwards. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So he's lying there on the ground and he's twitching and he's bleeding out. I thought it was great. I thought it was a good shot. So Josh was kind of saying that it kind of looked a little cartoony. At first, the first time that I watched it, because I've watched it like four times now. So (laughs) the first time that I watched it, I was kind of in the same boat. I was kind of like, okay, you know, like a little, a little over the top. Like some Jason kills really are in the series. They're over the top. They're campy. There's oddities to some of the kills. Yeah, that's great though. That's part of the joy. I felt like that was a realistic wound. Yeah. Because I paused it, and you could see the jaw down. Yeah. And, and your tongue goes all the way, and I get where Josh is coming from. I'm not denying that it does, but that's... But that's that, but that's the, that's the same thing that happened to me. Like, the second time that I watched it, I, like, paused, and I was slowly going through it, and I was looking at some high res of it, and, you know, I, I fell in love with the effect afterwards. 
I thought it was I thought it was great afterwards. Like you know when so I you started got sharing the same sentiments as Josh, and then you watched it again and you're sharing the same sentiments as Tim now. Yes. Look correct. at that for like that that's that progression. That's a, the story arc. That's the yeah, hero's that's journey. That's really that that the hero's <laughs> journey of Adam. That's exactly where I was going with it, Josh. <laughs> uh, that's exactly where I was going with it. I loved the ode to Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, which was in fact the fact that he has his mother's head in the shrine. Mm-hmm. But in part two, he's got the bodies piled up around the shrine, almost like an offering to his mother. And where's the fucking body of, of Mr. Hill in this? Right beside the shrine. So, you know, to me, that's almost like a direct play on part two, the way that Jason was almost like offering up these kills to his mother. Yeah. No, uh, I absolutely agree. Um, the frozen yeah. body was dope. Yeah, the fro- and that cut to it from yeah. the photo to, right and I was to like, I, I think he's dead. I looked right at all. <laughs> I think he's dead. I don't think he's gonna survive that. I don't think no. he's gonna make. But it was, but it was great too because, like, in the Friday the Thirteenth movies, there's always the reveal of the bodies because Jason's been murdering people left, right, and center, and then it's like the final girl scene where it's like, oh my god up against the door oh my god they're lifting the tree oh my god oh my god and it's like you know like a haunted house scenario where they're just finding all the dead bodies and this it was just there's the fucking body and it's painful because you're looking at it going ah poor kid you know what i mean like he's dead like he's just he's prominently there and he's the body's already frozen what he he walked on property yeah and you come to find out when um the sheriff is in the room he absolutely knew where he was going. He absolutely knew that he was going to Camp Crystal Lake. Yep. Absolutely. He had it all marked off. pictures of Jason? Absol- or at least the camp, the campsite. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. Yeah, he told his mom that he had some place to go, a uh, hike to do. and But yeah, he, he had everything all. He had the whole Wessex County thing done out with the trails going up to, uh, to actually Camp Crystal Lake. And he was going to go up and take pictures of everything. So, um. Uh, so really once again, and I'm going to throw this out there. It's not a true effect, but prop, I'm just saying my favorite fucking like dope ass moment in this movie was when they pick up the Roy mask because right off the bat, that tells me that Roy could have very well have been canon in this universe. Like the never hike alone. Like it acknowledges the fact that Roy could very well have actually occurred. And you want to know what's awesome, Adam? We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about this when we get off the call. Yeah. Oh, we are guaranteed. Yeah. Um. Then the final real kind of splatter effect that occurs at the end is when the the sheriff's deputy is fighting with Jason, and Jason, like the guy's gonna to try to shoot Jason, and Jason just kind of pushes the fucking gun to his face, and boom, ain't nothing left of that guy's head at that point. And that, I feel I like that, was, that was the only effect that I didn't like because you could see the CG blood. Like it just kind of jumped out at me. Um, oh, it I had think that, that very familiar CG blood splat look. Yeah. Like you could tell it looked like a practical head. Yeah. It looked like a practical wound and head, but like obviously the explosion and stuff and like the blood dripping down, it looked CG. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that, true. And in a, going back on it, I agree 
the initial splatter, there's almost like a, a an Adobe template blood splatter that people just use in, in yeah, fan have, films I, and shit like that. I, I, I have it. It's, <laughs> Tim it's, has uh, it. I do. It's, uh, what is it? It's uh, Video Copilot uh, Action Essentials, or I think it's Action Essentials. Uh, yeah. Blood splatter and, like, you know, rig hits and all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah yeah but but it's it's one of those things that like it just looks like it's like an overlay type of effect and if it's not matte tracked appropriately then it doesn't fit the scene all the time and i've seen it a billion times and this mm. did kind of seem like it was that <coughs> splatter it, it literally looked familiar is all i'll say um <clears throat> but i do want to point out there was one thing that actually kind of did disappoint me in this movie <sighs> and we talked about it a little bit I'm, I, I feel like shit saying this. I really do. Vincent, I love you, man. This is not a shit on you by any means. But I will say, the mongoloid kid Jason, I love the idea. I love the idea of having Jason as a kid again. You know, even if it's just like in his head, he's visualizing his mother and all of a sudden it's him again too. And it's, it's, it's beautiful. That one effect with the eye, it didn't seem natural enough. It really did just seem like a very thick piece of latex slapped on there, and it didn't move with his cheeks and skin. It didn't move. Tim? We talked about this before, but we might as well have this conversation again. Mm -hmm. I agree with you, but I also feel that that is another tribute to the original Kid Jason makeup from Friday the 13th part one um where he comes out of the the water yeah that literally looked exactly the same um so i almost feel like it was like a creative choice like they could have absolutely done something better but i mean at the same time the kid's only on screen for five seconds but i I don't go ahead no i was gonna say but but i don't i don't disagree with that i I agree. I like the fact that they did it, and it was a, like an homage too, and it, it it really did look the same. What I'm talking about is the material used didn't seem like it actually moved appropriately. Like it, it literally seemed like he like you, you know the different you know the difference between like a a foam latex piece of prosthetic that moves really well and fits well, or a late or like a silicone piece. You guys have seen really good quality silicone yeah. pieces. Versus going to like a spirit Halloween and buying that cheap ass little piece of plastic that you throw on that you can't blend appropriately, you can't make it fit well, and it's so stiff and hard that if you bend the arm, it it, it looks like it's just going to pop off. That's what that seemed like to me. It seemed like a very dense piece that like as the face is moving, that stayed. What if it was an exact replica of the... Savini prosthetic made out of the same material. You son of a bitch. That I wouldn't even have a problem with half of his face not moving because he's like deformed. It wouldn't be abnormal like that happens in stroke victims all the time and like random deformities and stuff. I'm fine with that. It just the makeup looked too clean for me. Like he's gross. He's living in the woods. Even in the first one when he pops up at a lake, he's all black and got like crusty stuff on him. Mm. Okay. But I mean that was, but I mean that was just my two cents on that. You know, that's yeah. just the, the way that I looked at it. Oh, right? I, I, I don't disagree with you, Adam. Like, I don't think 
small potatoes in the but it is it is small potatoes like in the grand scheme of things didn't ruin my fucking outlook on the movie at all it was just like if i really had to look at something to say i didn't like it that would be the only fucking thing i really truly didn't like but it didn't ruin the fucking experience for me at all like i can literally pass by that easily easily so still great job because everything else affects work in this movie was really well done so you know what there it is uh, Tim. <laughs> uh, yes. Do you get any trivia on this? I do. Yay, but trivia first, time with Tim. I'm going to start off with a piece of trivia that's not even for this movie, but it was a question that was asked earlier. Um, I looked up the actress who played uh, the reboots, Pamela Voorhees, mm-hmm. and it's played by a Star Trek alumni from uh, Deep Space Nine, um, Pamela Voorhees was played by the actress uh, Nana Visitor um, from Deep Space Nine. She played uh, Major Kira. She was the one with the little thing on her nose. Oh, so really? Pretty... Yeah. Dope. Yeah. So that that's that's that was tribute time from that movie. <laughs> tribute time for this. There's only three things because it's only a half hour long and it just came out. But, as I stated before, this is a prequel to Never Hike Alone, set three months before. This film was dedicated to the victims of the COVID-19 pandemic and their loved ones, as well as healthcare workers and first responders on the front lines of this crisis. Very cool. Very cool. Now for a little juicy bit that's not really juicy because we, as fans, know. Um, both Vincent uh, Gustafero and Tom Matthews repeat reprise their roles from the official Friday the 13th films um, as Deputy Cologne from Friday the 13th Part uh, 6. And he has since become Sheriff. And we already know Tom Matthews, Tommy Jarvis, Part 6. So that's 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 trivia time with Tim tonight. Trivia time with Tim. Wow. Hey, trivia time's always good, no matter how many things we got in there, because it's always good to kind of get the little bits of information out there. So that's great. Um, gentlemen, I think it's about time that we kind of give our final feelings and thoughts and rate this movie. So, Tim, I'm giving you the floor first. Excellent. Um, I was super excited for this. When I heard the announcement, um, because I was over the moon about Never Hike Alone. Um, Never Hike Alone has inspired me to want to do my own fan films. And, you know, um, what can be achieved when no one is telling you what to do? Like, this was this guy's vision, and it's probably some of the best Friday the 13th stuff ever made. Um, with that being said, oh no, he's making a sequel. Oh no, he's making a prequel. Could it be as good? Yes, it was just as good. My only complaint was that it wasn't long enough. I absolutely understand why. Um, and it was just basically like a prologue to the greater story that he's going to tell in, you know, Never Hike Alone, Never Hike Alone 2, Never Hike Alone 3. Um, and I'm really excited where he's going to go with it. Um, like I said earlier, this absolutely felt like a continuation of Part Six. Um, so I like the 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 um, 
the you know um, universe that he's playing in, um, almost as if you know part seven, eight, nine, ten didn't count, um, which is cool because part four, five, and six are my favorite. Um, I love the reprising roles of Tom Matthews. Uh, I love seeing um, Sheriff Rick Cologne. Um, I I lost my shit when he said "ya bang" because um, I didn't think he was going to do it. I didn't think he was going to do it, and then he did it. Um, I loved all the Easter eggs, and it didn't feel like they felt like Easter eggs. If you didn't know what you were looking for, mm. they were just something else. But like, you know, the fact that like Roy's mask was there, and um, there was when. Um, the deputy's going through before Jason blows off his head. He's going through the cabin. Like you could see as he walks by, it got these rules that the camp camp should live by. And one of them was never hike alone. And I was like, Oh, that's so awesome. (laughs) Um, And I mean, I found, found the same attention to detail in the, um, the first one was there as well. Um, But I don't know, man. Like I just, I, I got really excited about this. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. The half hour just flew by. I, I like Adam, watched it probably about four times already. Um, I watched it once with uh, Holly, and then I watched it again by myself, and then I watched it again with Andrew, and then I watched it right before we were going to do this. So I watched it earlier today. Um, it doesn't get old. I fucking love it. Um, I, I really want to own a physical copy of this. Vincent, if you see... It, hook it up bud um yeah i i i love it um i'm i'm absolutely giving this an x absolutely giving Ooh, this an x. yeah no because this this is why i love horror movies i was excited about when it was there i'm watching it and i was thoroughly excited the whole time and i'm excited to talk about it this is the kind of horror stuff that i'm into like i this is what you know, gets me going. X, absolutely an X. He absolutely deserved this X. Absolutely. 100%. X. X. Josh. Yeah. <laughs> this movie was excellent. It was great. Uh, there's no doubts there. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I don't have the same gripe about the length, honestly. I kind of like it, like 30-minute little intervals. Well, like when, you another... watch it, when you watch it right before the first one, there you go. There's an yeah. hour and a half. Well, that's that's my my theory on the take is you, what you're getting is a full movie. You're just getting it in half-hour portions once every couple of years. Right? So Vincent's telling this whole story, and he's just kind of feeding the birds as he goes. You, you get a little, a little nibble here, a little nibble in another year or so maybe. It's uh, I like it. Um couple of my gripes, you know, some of the effects I wasn't super keen on, but uh, they did what they could with the budget they had, and they brought the production value with the cast and with the cinematography, in my opinion. So what they lacked in effects, they made up for in those other categories. <coughs> uh, I loved all the nods to the rest of the series and how he's keeping it uh, canological or whatever. <laughs> Can- <laughs> canon. Yeah. Um, I'll give this one an hour. I, I, I definitely recommend this film. Uh, it's 25 minutes long. Like, what are you doing that's more important that you can't spend 25 minutes to watch probably the best piece of Friday the 13th in decades? You made a very good point there. Very good point. 
Before it. you rate it, before you rate it, I just wanted to throw this out there. Um, he has plans of making three more of them. So all the way up to Never Hike Alone 4. That's great. Perfect. Um, okay. <clears throat> this is, without a doubt, the best in, in horror fandom that you can get. This is, this is a fan putting something, his heart and his soul into something for the fans. Vincent's not making money off of this. Let's keep this in mind, everybody out there watching this. He's not making any money. When he put out the Kickstarter or the Indiegogo to say, hey, you want a physical copy and your name in the backing for this? It was all just to finish certain things and produce copies. He can't profit off of this. It's, it's a fan film. So the fucking amount of effort that he puts into this just so that he can tell a story and have the fans enjoy it as much as he does? Bravo. Bravo. Yep. Vincent, you're a passionate guy. You know that we love you on this show. We've had many conversations about stuff like this. You absolutely handle this like a fucking champ every time. Um, <clears throat> the story was fun. It was, it, it was interesting to see the other side of things. The Kind of like the... the uh, Jared Padalecki's story from the, the remake where he's looking for his sister or in part four, the gentleman who was looking for his sister as well, that kind of a thing, right? Like you see the, 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 the pains of the family members who are losing people. So it was kind of an interesting thing that got lost over time in the series. Like there, there was none of that anymore. It was just Jason killing people, but now we see the aftermath again. So he's kind of bringing some heart back to the story in the, in the canon, in my opinion, where, where we can take a look at it and say, you know, how does this actually affect people? You know, um, the effects work was great. Like I said, I had my one or two little gripes, but that was like minimal, minimal in the grand scheme of things. Um, overall, I can't recommend this enough. There's a reason why my name is in the credits as a backer too, because Vincent, you put this out there. I buy in. That's that's just the way that it's going to be, man. Your name's in the credits. My oh, name that, is in the credits. Yes. That makes it. That makes it so much more special for me. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, and you know, I'm I'm happy to support the effort, Vincent. And you know that we will always be there to push, to promote, to say whatever we need to say to get people to fucking watch this. Because, as Josh said, what are you doing that's more important? than being able to sit down and take 25 minutes out of your fucking life and watch this thing. You know, there's yeah, always time to watch something to like this. You're doing, you're doing a disservice to yourself, not just to, to the Friday 13th fandom. Vincent had posted something not that long ago stating, cause he just turned 37. So by the time the people watch this, he's turned 37 years old now. Um, he said in a post, I'm turning 37. Uh, you know, for my birthday, all I want is a phone call from the studios, <coughs> basically. And I couldn't fucking agree more. People say this all the time about people. You know, hey, this person would be really good about filming this. This person would really be good about this. Like, that's without a question. Like, when they get the fucking lawsuit handled and out of the way, and they stop fucking fighting everybody for, you know, little pieces of Oh my god, paper, and their first thing, the first thing they do is make, like, these movies canon. They, and they 100%. And then he can legit make a feature length. Take take the rest of the series that he's planning, put it together in a fucking canon film under studio budget. Can you imagine mm. if he had studio power and budget? Yeah, but with that comes studio executives 
tapping on your shoulder. Can't do that. Can't do that. that. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. But still, Vincent's willing to play that game. That's why he's stating the obvious. Oh, I'm sure he is. So, you know what? I think that he would absolutely knock it out of the park, regardless of how many people were standing over him saying, you can't do this and you can do that. He's got plans for that shit, and he's got a story. Vincent is a forward-thinking guy, and this proved it. He yeah. was forward-thinking about how he wanted to handle this, and it's 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 coming along really well. So, without a doubt, I give this movie a total X. It's total X. What did Josh this. give it? I can't remember. R. I, I recommend it. it. <laughs> hey, Josh has his reasons. It's not a pure X. It doesn't sit on the top shelf. It sits on the second shelf. Yeah. Sits on the second shelf with with never I, now I Josh. To you, the top shelf only got room for like eight films. Now Josh, <laughs> just, you would probably Josh, put <laughs> because because you weren't on the show for us for Never Hike Alone the first one. You would probably mm-hmm. put the first one as an R two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So but it's just the same as the first one, and it, it's yeah. it's it's the same quality. It's the same everything. So I was astonished when <sighs> I first saw it. Absolutely. And the best part is, is how it was actually produced and released. Yeah. It was like Never Hike Alone. And then when you watched it, it was Never Hike Alone, a Friday the 13th fan film. And you're like, where is this going? And all of a sudden, fucking jo- uh, Ghost Jason shows up. What the fuck? It was great. It was great. Gentlemen, great conversation tonight. So It was all right. We, 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 managed, we managed to take a 25-minute film and fill out almost an hour's worth of, of our time talking about this and breaking it down. So this is great. You say that like you're surprised. No, I'm, I'm not. Look what we did with Thriller. 15 minutes and it was an hour. <laughs> All right. So we're going to wrap it up now anyway. So I just want to take a moment and say thank you very much, everybody, for tuning into this special episode of The Cast from the Coast, which we are dedicating to our friend Vincent DeSanti and all of his hard work to keep us fans fucking entertained. We love you. Keep it up, buddy. We'll always be there to promote you and to support you, as we stated. So please check us out we're on facebook misunderstood our company like share and subscribe we're also on youtube like share and subscribe misunderstood our company we put out new episodes weekly and as best as we can whenever we possibly can we also produce them all in audio format on all the major podcasting platforms that includes but not limited to google play itunes spotify amazon prime etc 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 we're also on patreon open up your hearts and your wallets I was, I was over here. <laughs> and become a patron today. There we go. So, thank you very much, everybody. And until next time, Josh. Just ask Rick the dick. Tim. Yeah, bang! Yeah, bang. See you next time, everybody. Good night!